You've clicked on the punters preamble. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blanco. Bit of a dreary week all round. Where oh, is speak for yourself. Well, just can't get excited with all this rain around. Where is the best horse this weekend? No rain around. In fact, the complete opposite. It's burning temperatures in the UK. So we can expect a very fast time, I would assume, in the King George on Saturday night where the highest rated horse will be Mishrif. Now, we didn't give Mishrif the highest rated horse in the Eclipse, even though technically he was. We just brushed over him, which is a bit rude. He was unlucky too. <laughs> he probably should have won it. Um, because this is going back to his York win where he earned that um, peak rating. But you know I'm a bit of a Mishrif fan because I've been banging on and banging on about how underrated what he achieved last year was. And, um, yeah, as you say, he was stiff in the Eclipse. So we really should take him on face value and on the face value of that York win, which would, at 130, make him a little bit better than Tequeta Tasso, the Ark winner. So uh, Ark winner going around this week. Ark winner going around and not the highest rated mm. horse going around. Um, there might be some query on him going around as well because it is, as I said, very hot. He's a weddy. Yeah, I think that has sort of been suggested they'd like some cuts. So there is only six running. They could run in the winner stakes at um, Randwick. Yeah, well, that is the that is the other place for these sort of horses to go. They've got two options this weekend, the winter stakes or the King George. Six in the King George isn't so bad. I saw, I mean, standard people are going to take pot shots at that. Mm. But the long term, the average over 15 years is only about seven and you know, it's a select six. There's no dead wood there. So, I mean, you can compare it with Japan Cups all you like, but, I mean, there's... Usually, does a would you prefer this King George with half a dozen four hundred to one shots? Just ta- getting in the way, getting in the way, and then tailing out. Not really, no. Um, and variety. I mean, as long as it's not like there's not the international will be a big big handicap on the card. They have thirty five runners, so if that's what you want, you want big fields. They got that too. Um, and then we've got Goodwood. There's a really good race at York on Saturday night as well. Um, and there'll be plenty of horses to bet on at Goodwood next week as well. So variety is the spice of life. So I don't mind. Small select fields when there are other options. So, and that while I'm leaping to the defence of British racing, that variety is one thing that they do better than anyone else. They've got a variety of racetracks and that no one else can match. I mean, you go to I love the racing in Japan and Hong Kong as well, but you know they've got 15 runners on the same flat track every week. Do you love Hong Kong? I don't love Hong Kong, no. <laughs> but I love Japan. Japan is great. Japan is great. Hong Kong is not. But it's um but I will say that Japan is, you know, can be very similar, can be very like like like. Mm. Whereas you get a lot of variety, as I said, different tracks, the best tracks in the world, and great betting. Great betting options as well. And while <laughs> I'll keep going. While keep going. <laughs> I mean, people love to sink the boots into Britain for their obvious issues, which they have. Mm-hmm. No one's denying that. But does anyone really care about do punters really care about Economics and administration. That's no. for administrators to, administrators to worry about. Who cares? It's a good betting product and it's actually cheap to bet on. You get a good deal there. I mean, to the detriment of the prize money, but who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's like F1, you know, the sheiks are fighting for that money anyway, so who cares if it's no good? If it's cheaper to bet on and the horses that you're betting on are terrific, we're happy, aren't we? Yeah. Let the administrators administer. <coughs> um, yeah, so anyway, that's... My little rant in defence. Mm. I usually like to go the other way and provoke the British, but um, no, they need some defending here because that's a, a terrific little six burner. I actually, um, it's an interesting market as well because the Arquin. So the Arquin has got that little ground issue, I suppose. Um, but geez, a good horse, 
And German horses have been underrated here in the past. Novelist was a brilliant winner of it and was about eight bucks. And Daydream was already an arc winner, German. Uh, turned up here rated, admittedly did flop the start before, but turned up here rated 132 and won at 10 bucks. I don't respect the Germans. Who does? There is some, there is some bad blood there. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I mean, take the ground out of it, which obviously you can't. It's, it is what it is. But he would have to be a little bit underrated at sort of 14 to 1 in those early markets. And Mishriff, our top-rated horse, is third pick um, with the three-year-olds who do have a good record in the race but only slightly overperforming over about 15 years, the three-year-olds. And it'd be the elite going to it. Yeah, and that you expect them to overachieve because they're a select select group. Um, five to four-ish, you'll get better than these prices, I'd say. Five to four Westover. Five to two Emily Upjohn, who was unlucky in the Oaks, but... Um, so if you do Monte Carlo, just uniform array of their past ratings going into this, I mean, she wins zero. And, of course, that's wrong. Mm. It's a naive and horrible take, but it's an interesting angle just to have a quick look at it. She doesn't have one blow that wins. It tells you what you're betting on. You're betting on her doing something she hasn't done before because being unlucky behind Tuesday, I don't care how unlucky you are, is not winning this. Mm. And, look, yeah, she'll, you know, if we think of it through that Monte Carlo lens, there will be days where she goes... I wouldn't say enable, but there might be Tagruda days and, you know, she's obviously a very good filly. She'll have some, you know, she'll win this sometimes. Um, but, gee, she seems screwed right down and the older horses seem very appealing. I backed Mishriff in this last year and I think there's some sort of mile and a half knock on him even though he's won a Shima Classic and beaten two top-notch Japanese horses in it. He gets a mile and a half. I thought he was given a terrible ride in this last year and now James Doyle takes over. takes over. I think they rode him last year against logic for mine, but... They were worried about – they got it in their head that the distance was a concern and so they they rode him like it and they tried to ride him really quiet and he ended up having to make a long run right into the teeth of the race when it all accelerated and made it even harder for him. And then he levelled out at the end and they went, see, he didn't stay. You did that to yourselves. Um, but he bumped into a really good three-year-old there. He might again. Maybe Westover can go full at AR, but um, five to four, pretty easy to pass over, I thought. And, yeah, the older horses appeal most. But I think – as I said, six horses, terrific race. Looking forward to it. Mm, very much so. One well, of the um, – in fact, I don't I – haven't, I haven't been very careful about this, but I don't think there's been a race – there have been races that are harder to run a place in. When you look at the last 15 winners of this race, I think it's – I mean, it gets helped by Enable and, and then Harbinger. But I don't think there's been a race that has on average taken as much winning as the King George in the world. Best race in the world. Mm, I think so. I think it probably just, just topples the arc because there's been a couple of soft arc winners and there have not been any soft, the softest King George winner, like postponed and Highland Real. They're the bad ones. They're pretty good. They're going all right. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a real race. It has taken a lot of winning and I think it'll take a lot of winning again on Saturday night. Anyway, I'm banging right on now. Oh, you can tell you're up and about. You're excited. <laughs> you love it. The You mentioned the small field. I guess the concern people have with small fields is they're always worried there's going to be a farcical tempo, but that just doesn't happen over there. That's the other thing. If you go through it, there has been, I think, the year when Rewilding broke down and Nathaniel won it as a three-year-old, the time figure was about 100. So it was a tactical sort of race. That had turned tactical and was a small field. But other than that, it is all, that's the other thing about the King George. is Because unlike there's two big mile-and-a-half races in Europe, this and the Arc. The Arc is invariably run on soft ground, October in Paris. It is. But this is always the, this is sort of the fast mile and a half, if you like. It's often run on fast ground. And even when it's not, it's, um, 
And even when it's been small fields, it's been high pressure. And there has just been an absolute string of 125, 130 time figures in the race as well. So as I said, it has just taken – you might be able to fall into a place because of the small fields, but it has just taken so much winning. To be a winner of it, you have to be – well, you ha- at least have had to be mega. Elite. Yeah. You probably won't have to be mega to win the winter stakes, but there's some good horses in there. There are some good horses in there, and the dun- they are the dunno. So the two of them, we've got Gold Trip, who you can probably shed a bit more light on than I can. You were pretty confident he would go very close in a Cox Plate. Yeah, well, he came to Australia with all the bits to be the real deal, except for maybe winning record. He did run really well and shape. He didn't fluke his form, if if you like, in France. In fact, a couple of times, if you pulled over the sectionals, he was, if anything, you know, his form was sort of hot, not doing him justice. He was running even better than his his results, and the results are terrific. Last five runs: one nineteen, one twenty one, one hundred nine, one nineteen, one twenty, and that one hundred nine was first up for one hundred ninety days. So I mean, we're we're very forgiving there. So the other four runs that I've got for him being one nineteen or one twenty or one twenty one, which was fourth in an arc. So Af- it's and the aforementioned arc takes some winning. Mm. Um, so he is. If he's right, very, very good and <laughs> breaking. Better than a typical winter challenge winner. Which is why the two of them are so interesting. Mugatu in there of over 400 days. And the Dunno. They're the Dunno. One thing I do know is Gold Trip trolled terrible. Mm-hmm. He's got the glue on shoes front. <laughs> he's had his issues. I don't have him as a price in this. His trial at Albury, I couldn't back him to win anything. Have we got a mar- yeah, we've got a market. So the two of them are equal third pick in the market. Don't <laughs> Just looking at that price, that is a – I tell you who else don't know, the people penciling up the early markets. That's a um, – well, that's a don't know price. Yeah. 13 to 2 about the pair of them. Safe side, probably not. I mean, you're right. We, we say gold trips are don't know. You'd be leaning towards knowing that this isn't his day. Mm-hmm. As Adam always says to me, trials are trials. They mean nothing. But he was beaten by a two-year-old filly quite convincingly and the filly was under a hold and he was asked to be there. Over 900 metres, heavy track, not his go. But it didn't. It wasn't a trial that screamed, I'm going to back you first up in Australia. It wasn't Lord Canelora in Hong Kong. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Muggs had three trials and they've all been uninspiring. So he hasn't trialled for a while though, so he's obviously done a fair bit of work at home. Yeah. I mean, he's just desperately trying to knock the rust off, isn't he? mm. Run the rust off. So they're two that at the moment, as you mentioned, 750, that is a dunno price. I reckon they're probably 20 chances, really. There's no speed in this race and they're both like, Gold Trip's just going to snag to last. They're almost, they're probably, you're right, 750 is, it's a bit of a default spot, but it's probably the one price they can't possibly be. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you know what I mean. They're, yeah. they're either they're not middle ground. They're miles better than these, or they're genuinely not there to win. like. They've got no hope. Yeah, they're not seven fifty. Yeah, they're thousands or even money etched picky one. Yeah, <laughs> even money etched. No, exactly right. And the problem is because you'd like to think because they're seven fifty. Well, there's got to be a bet somewhere. Then you got Jojo was a man who, to me, I get why he's favourite, but it's still a bit yuck. And then Oscar Zulu's much better on top of the ground. If they go forward from 10, he's a much more likely chance. He was disappointing last start, wasn't he, Oscar mm. Zulu? Particularly if you backed him. <laughs> and then Snippy Fox, I don't think, is good enough. Looks like Elvis at $10. You've got Durson first up for Waller having left Ma. 
Like it's a it's a dunno race. I just wish there was one in there that I really liked. Unfortunately, there's not. Charlize is probably the one over the odds for me. $13, that's too big. I've marked her a lot shorter than that. Jojo was a man, I think 350 is about right because he had his chance last start behind Taksu. Ironically, Jojo was a man, a John Thompson horse who doesn't get back. I know. Funny, yeah. <laughs> what a record he's got. So that's the Dunno for us. We kind of do know, but it is the Dunno race as a whole. The Bizarro comes up in race five, the staying race. Bizarro in the sense that the Milky Bar kid is five to four. So two starts back, you got $3 at the midweeks. And then he stayed at the midweeks in a match race against Naval Warfare. When Abdullah cooked it in front, he went far too fast. He fell in a hole late. And now you've got to take five to four against much better horses. To me, that is way too short. And obviously willing to bet around in this race. So there's two key form references. Is it your drizzle? Now it got me beaten that. Yeah. Google that one. So of the seven of the nine horses, four come through that race, three come through the Caesars Palace race. And then that leaves the different form, which is easy to find, the Milky Bar Kid and Maricopa. Maricopa to me, 850, looks a cracking bet. Absolutely walked in at this course and distance three back, albeit 60 to one, but did it. And then went to Brisbane, probably outclass there in the Brisbane Cup. And then last start was good behind Shameless Miss when the race wasn't run to suit. That was in a benchmark 90. Now comes back to a benchmark 78, drawn inside, swims by Sacred Falls. And you can take a line through our candidate. So Maricopa beat our candidate by close to 10 lengths when it won at Ramwick at the course and distance. Now your drizzle ran in to beat our candidate last start at Rose Hill. Now with the weight adjustments... I have Maricopa's win over our candidate six lengths better than your Drizzle's one. So 850 for me, Maricopa is certainly the bet in the race. I'll take the your Drizzle plus six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Milky Bar kid looks bizarre to me. If it doesn't start with a three in front of its name, I'll be staggered. Mm, he does seem, um, yeah, <laughs> that'll do me. That's my, <laughs> that's what I'll add to the conversation. Yep. <laughs> And that wraps us up for this week. We'll be back with the review show on Monday. Big week at RNS. We've launched the new website. Any issues you have with it? We've had a lot of positive feedback, but any negative, feel free to send that through to Adam. Get my email filters warmed up. <laughs> Straight to junk. And we're pretty excited now to have racing vision from the US, mm. coupled with all the form. Yep, that looks fantastic on the site there and with some new um, new form pointers. And there'll be more to come, I believe, as well. So, um Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And for the live racing from the US, click on TV at the top of the page and select live TV. Thanks, guys.